You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Monday, January 17th, 2022. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by the Dean of Ohio State Football Recruiting, Bill Kerlick. I posted a thread on the message board yesterday, really last night, to get some questions from our subscribers. We'll get to some of those questions. Happy MLK Day to everybody. Thank you to the Dean for joining me. Let's start with Spin Doctor's question, Bill. He says, Bill, when talking to recruits, do they ever ask you questions about Ohio State coaches and other players? Have you been a conduit for them and their families as they try and get insight for their decisions, even though that is not the purpose of your connection, as you are not an Ohio State official or a coach, but you are associated with the program. So what are the ethical and regulatory restrictions, if any? Well, that does happen on occasion. I, I don't uh, I would not say it happens often um, because a, a, as uh, Spin Doctor said, that's not really my job. That's, uh, I, and I think generally speaking, people, kids that are being recruited know that. Um, and personally, I try very hard not to inject myself into the recruiting process. Um, I don't see that as my job. Um, so, I, you know, it does happen on occasion, but just not very often. Uh, when it does happen, it just depends on the question. Uh, it's something uh, of the nature that I'm not going to really influence um, a recruit where to go. Then, then yeah, I'll try to answer it the best I can. Um, or the if it's a parent asking, I'll try to answer it the best I can. But again, you know, I do it in a way that I really don't want to insert myself into the recruiting process that, you know, I think, uh, you know, that's not really uh, what I do or should be doing. So uh, I try to be honest, but just not interject myself into the process, so to speak. Next question comes from Geo Dit. Bill, will Amari Abor stick with his commitment? <laughs> that's a, a great question that I don't think anybody knows for sure right now. But if I was going to answer that right now, which I am, I would say, yes, I think there's a good chance he stays with his commitment. Um, some of the schools that um, are being mentioned in connection with him uh, aren't necessarily really recruiting him. It's, they aren't really options um, that he is looking at and that, that are actively pursuing him. You know, I, I think if he were, to change his mind, it would be to stay close to home uh, for, say, a Texas. But right now, I like where Ohio State stands. You know, Larry Johnson is is on the staff, and um, uh, he has a good rapport with Larry Johnson. He likes what Larry Johnson uh, has done with defensive linemen. So right now, yeah, I would say yes. But again, we're still, uh, you know, several weeks away from National Signing Day. It's recruiting. Things can change. Speaking of signing day, next question comes from Gessig. Bill, other than the current February signing day commits, Abor and Carson Hinsman, do you expect any more additions to the 2022 recruiting class? 
Well, I think right now the name that uh, you have to look at, the, the name is Kristen Miller, the defensive lineman from Georgia. And he's a good one. Um, you know, High State would like to add him to the class. Uh, he has been a take for Georgia. People have talked about, well, Georgia has uh, X number of defensive line commitments already. You know, I don't see that as a factor. You know, he's he, he has been a take for Georgia. Um, so I think that is the name right now to keep an eye on. There's still a couple weeks, several weeks to go before signing day. And this staff, you know, led by Mark Pantone, is great with giving themselves options and getting new options. So things can change. But as of right now, you know, they're mainly working on Kristen Miller and then working on 2023-24 recruiting and then looking at the, the transfer portal as well. We'll go back to Gio with this one. Heading into the 2023 recruiting cycle, how big do you think Ohio State's class will be, if you had to guess? Well, I haven't looked at the numbers yet. I usually don't look at those too closely until everything is done uh, on signing day of the class that you're, we're currently on, which is the 2022 class. Uh, and that includes now, you got to include the transfer portal in that because uh, those kids go on scholarship too. Um, so I haven't looked at it real, real closely yet as to who might leave early, uh, who is going to finish off uh, the 2022 class, who might come in yet uh, via transfer portal. Of course, Ohio State has two right now, um, uh, being McAllister and the Trainum. But I think it's a, always a good rule of thumb with this Ohio State staff that you're going to be looking at 21 to 24 kids in a class. And, and that's what Urban Meyer generally tried to keep it at. Uh, that's what Ryan Day has tried to keep it at. So I think we're looking at 21 to 24, most likely in that next class, because there will be guys leave early. Uh, there will be some transfers. You know, those things always happen. So I, I think that's a safe prediction right now. Next question comes from Buckeye MoFlow. First of all, he requests a who day for me. I can do that for him. Who day? All right. Matters of business. Dean, thank you for all you do. Have you heard any rumblings or momentum in tight end recruiting? If Stover heads to linebacker, that leaves some holes in that room. So that's his question. I'll add to this. In addition to tight end recruiting, I mean, as you know, transfer portal is basically recruiting. I've heard that they are definitely going to look for a tight end in the portal. They already looked at the kid from Oklahoma that ended up following Spencer Rattler to South Carolina. So tight end recruiting and getting a tight end in the portal this offseason. Answer both of those if you would, sir. They're, they're definitely looking. Um, as mentioned, you know, if Kate Stover is not a tight end, you know, there, there's um, a number, you know, a numbers situation to look at there. Um, so there is no question. And um, Kevin Wilson has said that, uh, you know, they're keeping an eye on things. That's what the staff does. You know, Mark Mantoni and them, they do a great job of giving themselves options. So there is no question they're going to keep an eye on this. And if they can find somebody um, that they like enough, that they, that they will go after that player and, and perhaps land him. So I don't think there's any question that they're looking. You know, I think the question is, do they find someone that they like enough? And, and then is that uh, someone interested in Ohio State? You mentioned Austin Stogner, the tight end from Oklahoma. He would have been a great addition, uh, did not work out. Would have been a perfect addition, in my opinion, to what Ohio State is looking for in a tight end. That didn't work out. 
Um, so now they're, they're going to continue to look elsewhere. And if someone becomes available that they like, they'll go after him and we'll see what happens. Next question comes from AB91. Bill, what's up with the AJ Harris situation? Well, uh, since that question was posted, um, our readers may have seen, I, I posted an article last night. I don't know, right? Maybe around 10 o'clock last night. I had had a long conversation with AJ Harris's father and uh, things might be beginning to heat up again. Um, uh, Tim Walton and Perry Eliano have both spoken with AJ Harris's father. It went well. Um, AJ Harris's father said, you don't have to sign, sell me on Ohio State. You don't have to sell me on uh, either uh, Tim Walton or Perry Eliano because he said he's done his homework and he sold on them. So now it's a matter of those two Ohio State coaches building a relationship with AJ and and I'm sure they're going to make a great effort and probably build an outstanding relationship with him. Uh, the possibility, uh, AJ's dad told me last night that um, uh, he thinks that the high State coaches um, will likely be out uh, to their school sometime later this week, and, and, and off we go. So uh, as, uh, as A.J. Harris's dad, Dan, told me last night, Ohio State is most definitely in the running. I like that update. I like that update. I really like the, this next question. I like all of these questions. I'm really curious to hear your answer on this next one. This comes from Buckeye Meach. I'm going to kind of paraphrase this question here. Basically, how many recruits over the years have told you they're going to commit to Ohio State, but you need to keep it silent? A lot. You know, that, that happens. <laughs> um, you know, you, you build a relationship just like the recruiters do. Uh, I try to build a relationship with, with players that Ohio State is recruiting, and especially the ones that I have been able to actually uh, meet, uh, see in person, that type of thing. You get to know them, and hopefully – uh, you know, you're able to build a relationship with him and they trust you. And I think it kind of helps a little bit that I've done this for a long time and, and, and maybe they uh, feel like they can trust me. Hopefully they do. Um, so yeah, it, it happens quite often that, that they'll tell me, well, I, you know, I I've committed or I'm going to commit and I'll get quotes from them and, and just, you know, hold on to the story until they make it public. Um, you know, one of my, I guess my favorite stories was uh, <clears throat> Jack Sawyer. Uh, I had gone to see him a lot. You know, I had probably seen him in person uh, at games, gosh, over a two-year period, maybe f at least four times, I'm guessing, or at other things, um, maybe more. And I was out jogging on a Sunday morning and doing my daily run, and I get a call from Jack. And he says, Mr. Kerlick, uh, you know, you been good to me. You've seen me play a lot. Uh, come to see me doing other things. And I uh, just wanted to make sure you know that you have this story that I'm about ready to commit to Ohio State. And I, I you know, I thanked him and everything. And I said, uh, Jack, I'm about five to 10 minutes away from home on this run. I'm going to run back there as quick as I can and get everything ready. Can you give me a few minutes? <laughs> and uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, X amount of time, and and I knew it was going to be close, but I did make it back home in time. I did get my story written, had the quotes in it, and got it up there 
just as he went public with it. So <clears throat> I really, really appreciated Jack doing that. Got me a little tired, but because it, it was a bit of a run. Yeah, your jog turned into a sprint. I love that story. We'll get you out of here on this one. This is from Ferris J.E. Texas A&M got the highest rated class ever without achieving any results of real merit. Bill, what have you heard in recruiting circles about A&M having donors target recruits and spend in excess of $20 million in payouts? He says the story is out there in social media. Your thoughts? Well, you know, there's a lot of stories out there. And one thing that the NIL has done is create a lot of these stories. And as Urban Meyer said, it's going to take some time for this to all get sorted out of what can and what is going to happen. I think Urban said four to five years before this stuff gets uh, reasonably sorted out. And, and he's probably right. Um, you know, uh, between the transfer portal and the NIL, it, it's just opened up a whole new uh, dose of situations that have to be dealt with by the NCA. And it's going to take some time. And, you know, I really haven't got into, to be honest, what's going on exactly at Texas A&M because, you know, I'm covering Ohio State. Uh, they have recruited uh, tremendously well. They've done a fantastic job. You know, I think the NIL and donors and all that, um, uh, to give you an exact number, I can't do that. You know, I, I uh, uh, just, you know, I don't have any uh, concrete information of exact numbers of what may be going on there. Uh, but I think, you know, schools are going to take advantage of the situation as best they can. Texas is doing it. You know, Ohio State is not going to let schools have huge advantages over them. They're going to take advantage of the situation as to what they can do uh, within the framework, within the rules. And right now there are not a lot of rules. So I think it's just something that, um, you know, we're going to see play out over time. Great stuff from the Dean of Ohio State Football Recruiting, Bill Curlick. Really appreciate it, Bill. Thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. Happy MLK Day. If you're living here in Ohio, you're going to be shoveling your driveway if you, if you have a driveway. I haven't done that in a while. I'm going to be doing that here shortly after I post the show. Thanks again to Bill. Thank you to all the listeners out there. We appreciate that very much. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Mm-hmm.